What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the program. Um, the most deadly fire uh, in Hawaii and in American history for at least the last hundred years uh, has happened. And they're blaming it on global warming and climate change and all kinds of weird things are happening. We're going to take you through this fire and show you exactly what we do know. And that strangely does not answer why certain things are be being done but maybe the book dark future does the strange story of the fire in lahaina maui hawaii next i like being comfortable when i sleep Stu. occasionally that's nice occasionally yeah. it's mm-hmm. nice you like to be you know comfortable you know especially when it's the fire's a hell hot outside you know what I like is when Dallas is like 106 and then 99 at night. That's good sleeping weather. Really nice it's sleeping really weather. It's really good mm-hmm. sleeping weather. So I've just been sleeping with the sheets uh, right now, the Giza Dream Sheets. They are the lowest price ever. They're coming in as low as $29.98 with the promo code BECK. They come in multiple colors, styles, sizes, ultra soft and breathable extremely durable remember my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square and check out the sale on the giza dream sheets enter the promo code beck or call 800-866-3117 it is mypillow.com I want to uh, I want to start with a story that is up in glenbeck.com and it is all about you The wildfire that raged across Maui became the deadliest fire in U.S. history, claiming more than 100 lives. I think that number is going to go up as search and rescue missions continue throughout the burnt remains of the historic town, Lahaina. In times of profound tragedy, Glenn's audience has rallied around those enduring profound need and suffering through generous giving. On air this week, Glenn rallied the troops again to support the grieving communities in Maui, challenging his audience to raise more money than the U.S. government aid package. And you're doing just this. I want you to listen to this. As of 8.52 p.m. yesterday, you, Glenn's audience, raised $472,824 for the people of Maui via Glenn's nonprofit Mercury One. That's nearly half a million dollars raised within the first couple of days to our call of action to match the government's aid package, which uh, has now been raised to a whopping two point three million through FEMA. That means this audience alone has done one fifth of the lifting the entire FEMA and United States (laughs) government has done one fifth. All of those proceeds. Every single penny will go towards the residents as they grieve and rebuild in the tough days ahead. Through your com- um, committed support, we are well on its way, our way to surpassing the government's package. This is something that I said when I first started Mercury One. If we want the government to do less, then we have to do more. I would love If this audience will never be recognized for it, but it doesn't matter. We're not doing it for that. I would love to be able to say that this audience 
raised more for Maui than the federal government did. Why do we need the federal government involved in all of our lives? Now, yesterday, so you know, our website was hacked into and Apple dropped my podcast. So all of this was done yesterday just on the power of the radio program or people listening on other things other than Apple, the radio, Blaze TV, and other than Apple podcast listeners. We can do so much more. And I want to tell you how bad things really, truly are. Uh, I got a note yesterday from uh, somebody uh, and they said, Glenn, I just got this about 10 minutes ago. Things are deteriorating rapidly. Uh, We have a corporate accountant uh, who does a lot of business in Lahaina. I sent him a clip of a girl talking about what was happening there. Here was his response. Total disaster in every way. Fire hydrants did not work. No one was evacuated. No police or fire crew helping evacuate. I can't even file insurance claims for 20 businesses as the area is locked down by National Guard, so insurance adjusters can't even observe the ruins in person. Question mark, question mark, question mark. No claim can be filed, question mark. I've been dealing with this all week, and I'm told there are bodies everywhere, and for a week they've been hiding the death toll. No local leadership. Maui now taken over by the feds. None of these people will have enough money to rebuild. Too expensive as everything has to be new building codes. That'll mean rich people will buy the land and will be even less housing for locals. It will end up being the worst natural disaster in our history. 95% of the island is untouched by this. A rebuild of Lahaina will take 10 years. The cleanup alone will take two to three years as there is no infrastructure or labor to do it. That's the note I received last night. I want you to know that because of you, we are already doing uh, amazing things. Um, We have Operation Barbecue Relief, Samaritan's Purse, Operation Blessing, ITDRC, uh, Harvest Church, which uh, that's Greg Laurie's church in California, but he also has sister church in Maui. Drew Friedrich, chief, chief operating officer. I got a note from him from Operation Blessing. He said, I want you to know you are the first organization on the ground to provide aid. Uh, Operation Blessing, um, we have helped them to get there. Um, uh, let's see. Samaritan's Purse, they wrote in. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. The generosity of your audience and Mercury One, which has helped us airlift 17 tons of supply uh, supplies to Maui in the wake of the deadliest fire. Supplies on that DC-8 cargo aircraft include hygiene kits, solar lights, cooking kits, plastic tarp, equipment needed for us to help in the aftermath of this disaster as residents are allowed to return to their communities. Samaritan's Purse volunteers will help homeowners sift through the ashes for any sentimental seat keepsakes that may have survived the flames. Also, Operation Barbecue Relief is there, and they, they provide food, hot food, for any of the workers and also any of the families who have been displaced. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
the attack on our website did not slow you down yesterday. And I find it interesting that two things happened yesterday. As I just said, we want to raise more money than the federal government because we want them to do less. As I was in that commercial break, went into that commercial break, hackers hacked into uh, uh, mercuryone.org and took the entire site down. Luckily, we have a very good security team, and it went right back up probably within an hour or so. But our, our staff over at Mercury One just started taking phone calls, people making donations. This is one that we really want to be um, helpful with because these are not rich people on Hawaii. This is a, a local historic town. And what's being done to it, I think you can find in Dark Future, the book that I wrote. But let me just give you the facts of what happened because it is not what's being reported. I'll do that in 60 seconds first. Time to take your uh, pet experience to the next level. You love your dog. You want him, him or her to be healthy and happy. That's why you might consider feeding them rough greens. I started feeding my dog Uno rough greens a while back. And as I've said on many times on this program, he is a completely different dog. He's slowing now in his old age. But I believe Rough Greens made these past few years some of the best of his life. And I, I 100% wholeheartedly mean that. I recommend Rough Greens for your dog. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the food. It has everything that's good for your dog in it. And we're so confident that you're going to like Rough Greens or your dog is going to like Rough Greens. Then we're going to send you the first trial pack absolutely free. You just pay for shipping. And then if your dog likes it, keep going. We'll send you the, you know, a bag a month. And you'll be able to see the changes in your dog. First trial bag is free. Pay for shipping. That's it. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I want to give you something from the uh, uh, Von Mises uh, people. This is from Mises.org. I, I think it is such a great article that I should read it uh, verbatim. The most destructive natural disasters are never 100% natural. Human choices, land use, and government policies play a big role in how harmful hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, flash floods, and wildfires are to affect communities. Though the details are still emerging, it has become clear that government failure did much to make this disaster worse and possibly even started it. While the so-called experts are blaming climate change and in the process demanding that government grab even more power and authority to someday give us better weather, the destructiveness of this fire was the product of an all-powerful and all-incompetent regime. The specific origins of this fire are still being investigated, but there is much we already know. The city of Lahaina sits on the west coast of Maui, Hawaii's second largest island. It's surrounded by grassland, much of which is owned by the state. This is really important. Nearly a decade ago, 
Hawaii Wildlife Management Organization, a research nonprofit, warned the Hawaiian government that the area around Lahaina was extremely fire prone due to frequent downslope winds, steep terrain and dry grass. Little to nothing was done by the state government to address these risks. A subsequent report in 2020 added that an invasive species of exceptionally flammable grass was prevalent in the surrounding fields and that passing hurricanes created strong winds known to fuel wildfires on the islands. Early last week, Hurricane Dora crossed the ocean south of Hawaii. By early Tuesday morning, August 8th, winds as fast as 60 miles an hour were blowing down the slopes of West Maui Mountains into Lahaina. Around sunrise, a large fault was detected in the power grid, indicating a downed power line. 20 minutes later, the first reports of fire came in from an area around the road uphill and upwind from the city. The area where flames were first spotted is full of electrical uh, infrastructure, mostly operated by Hawaiian Electric, the state's monopoly electricity supplier. This included a substation and a multitude of power lines. Most of the land in the area is owned by the state of Hawaii, except for a parcel belonging to the estate of one of Hawaii's last princesses. This parcel housed on a solar farm supplying electricity to the Hawaiian Electric substation. Early last year, NPR published a glowing article about the solar project, praising, uh, praising it as the direct result of government regulation crafted to help transition Hawaii to 100% renewable power by 2045. But on the morning of August 8, as winds hammered the old wooden utility poles, this highly electrified area in the dry grasses above Lahaina was quickly becoming dangerous, yet no formal procedure was in place to shut off sections of the grid in the face of severe fire risks. As a result, 29 fully energized poles fell across West Maui that day. Say that again, 20 electri- 29 Fully energized electrical poles. Have you ever seen one of those go down? They tend to throw sparks. Even with the down poles in the way, the first firefighters on the scene met with some early success. Around 9 a.m., the county fire department declared the fire 100% contained. But the message to residents included an ominous request. The county's water pumps were powered by electricity much of which was frantically being turned off to deactivate the down lines. Officials asked the public to conserve water to preserve water pressure. But by mid-afternoon, a flare-up brought the fire back to life on the Lahaina Bypass, a major road that heads straight into town. The flames moved swiftly into Lahaina at 4.46 p.m. one minute after the county government finally sent out an alert to warn the city's population, largely without power, about the flare-up that had occurred over an hour before. To make matters worse, county officials failed to activate emergency sirens, leaving residents unaware of the danger bearing down on them. 
And as firefighters heroically rushed toward the flame and trying to save their own community, they found that there was little to no water pressure in the fire hydrants, which quickly ran dry. Uh, So far, I haven't heard anything about global warming. With a single backed up highway leading out of the city, many residents of Lahaina had nowhere to go. Some scrambled into the ocean to escape the smoke and the flames. But in the end, many couldn't get out. At least 99 people have been confirmed dead. And as of this writing, making this the deadly American wildfire in over a century, in addition, 2,207 buildings were destroyed with property damages expected to reach $5.5 billion. To review, a power company shielded from competition by the state placed electrical infrastructure among highly flammable state-owned grass fields above the historic city of Lahaina, which the government was twice warned were highly susceptible to fire. And once fire broke out, a combination of defective water infrastructure, terrible communication by government officials, and only one escape route doomed the people of Lahaina to the worst wildfire experience in this country in over 100 years. This was government failure through and through. In Human Action, Ludwig von Mises explains that on the market, the ultimate source of profits is foresight, the ability to anticipate future conditions. And economic loss occurs when market actors fail to anticipate the future. The possibility of riches if one succeeds and the guarantee of painful failures if one doesn't forces producers and service providers on the market to constantly weigh risks and opportunities. Government, however, immunizes itself from the profit and loss system and therefore from much of the need to weigh risk. Sure, some county officials may resign because of this and the share price of Hawaiian electric may dip, but the people of Maui will be forced to keep compensating the very organizations that have failed them and there is nothing natural about that kind of a disaster. Now, I want you to take this beyond Maui. Why are we still in the financial troubles that we were in in 08? Why are we still looking at banking collapses? I'll tell you why. Because the banks weren't held responsible. No one felt the actual pain except you. Why are our schools failing us? Because the teachers unions are in bed with the Department of Education and no one is held responsible. Nobody pays the price for this education except you and your children. Afghanistan. Why did all those people die? Don't know because no one was held responsible. Inflation. It's the government in bed with the Fed, and no one is held responsible. Crime on the streets, no one is held responsible. Crime and corruption in D.C., no one is held responsible. The media lies and lies and lies, and no one is held responsible. All of these things is the government in bed with private corporations or unions. And they don't have to pay a price because 
the government is in bed with them. The government never has to pay a price because they can just print more money. The only one that pays a price is you. And in this particular case, the poor people of Lahaina in Maui. Where are they going to go? Because I can guarantee you if dark future is right, the government is going to take that land and make it into a national park or something like that. Please help the people in Lahaina today. Any donation is welcome. But let's raise money and show the, the average person, the people who actually lost their, their homes and their lives, that we actually care. Go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org, and donate now. A disaster relief fund at mercuryone.org. The Glenn Beck Program. You and I are alive today for one simple reason. We have moms that lived in a nation where it was possible to have an abortion, but she chose not to. Sadly, this isn't the story of 64 million of our brothers and sisters. Their lives were cut tragically short. This is why we fight with preborn every day, so that at-risk infants will get a chance at life. Our society is telling moms that their babies are just clumps of cells. That's why abortion continues at the rate that it does. But when a mom meets her baby through an ultrasound, when she hears that heartbeat, the majority of times she will choose life. Help bring life and love to a whole new generation. Through you, Preborn has rescued over 28,000 babies this year. That's just this audience. For $28, you can rescue a baby. Any gift will help. And all gifts are tax deductible. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Now's the time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code will not be censored and save 30 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. I had a strange reaction yesterday to the uh, the Apple podcast thing. Now, luckily, nobody in my business had that same reaction. But I was I, I really was like, OK, so here it is. All right. Ready to go. Bring it on. Um, they canceled me yesterday on Apple, the podcast. Uh, they took over 3000 episodes down there are still only 1,915 of them that have been restored. We're waiting, Apple, for the rest of the library. Over a, decades, a decade of my work gone yesterday in the blink of an eye with no warning, no strikes, no phone calls, nothing. Just gone. Who treats their business that way? Who treats their customers that way? Apple. You know why? Because they're so big, they don't think you have a choice. They don't care. They don't care. None of these people do. And why don't they care? Because well, who's going to do anything about it? Where are you going to go? It's like Disney. Now, you're showing Disney where you're going to go. But 
with Apple, what are you going to do? Are you going to buy a Google phone? That's worse. It is. Is it worse or is it it's, equally bad? It's it's worse, I think. Um, there's still some uh, attempt at privacy with Apple. Apple's but, privacy is better than yeah, than other than brands Google. typically. Yeah. Um, that you know, but again, that's a totally different problem. Really, I mean, privacy is a different concern than whether they're going to allow you to access content. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, Point is, there's not a lot of great options. No, there. it's gonna it's gonna happen. It, it it will happen at some point. You and I will lose track of each other if we're not if we haven't found a way. And the way that I put together 10, 11 years ago now was the blaze. So you, we didn't have anyone in between us, just you and me. And I urge you to sign up now at the blaze uh, as. It, 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 as we was shown yesterday, it can happen in the blink of an eye. Uh, and if we didn't have radio, uh, Twitter, quite honestly, if Twitter would be would have been in bed with Apple, you wouldn't have known it. It would have taken you a while to figure it out. Uh, and then and then what? So thank you, uh, Elon Musk, uh, for at least giving the opportunity currently for people who are being bullied uh, a chance to speak out. And thank you to everybody who supported us and uh, got us back on. You know, I have to tell you, nobody knows how great of an audience this is. Nobody, nobody cares to look. I don't think there is, and I mean this sincerely. I've said this for years, but I mean it sincerely. I honestly cannot think of an audience for a commercial show that has ever has ever been this good, has ever been this giving, ever, ever. I mean, when Maui is in trouble, and I can mention, mention it, I don't think I mentioned it more than three times in passing. One time I talked about it, and then two other times I just said, hey, Mercury One is helping out in Maui if you want to help out. And half a million dollars from you. And you're not rich. You're not. I mean, you are the average person. You're struggling. You're trying to pay gas. But everybody gets so beaten down and there's no good people around. There are millions of you. There are millions of you that gather every day around this show. I, I don't know why this show has this audience other than. We're like-minded. I still believe in the goodness of people. I still believe in the American people. And I think you do too. And we have a responsibility. We can be a beacon of hope. Look at what this audience, look at what this audience has done. Just the last couple of years, since Biden has got into office, look what we've done. $35 million for Afghanis. We're still on the ground. Um, helping people in Afghanistan. Really? We're, We're still, still doing stuff in Afghanistan? We are still on the ground Incredible. in Afghanistan. We're the only one left. The only one left. There are still people trying to get out. We're still doing it. Wow. I have no uh, idea. The the Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah, the movie Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Based on that. Based on what this audience did. 
that operation was 100% paid for by you. Mm-hmm. By you. And that's not you saying that. That's Tim Ballard saying yeah. it. Yeah, he said it in multiple email, uh, in interviews about, about the movie and about Underground Railroad. I mean, you started that movement. Mm. You have been supporting that movement. What was the commercial I just read? Just this year alone, this audience has saved 28,000 babies from abortion. 28,000 just this year. We were up at like 80,000 last year. Mm. Think of that. 30,000 people will grow up. How many of these kids will become something great? Do something miraculous. Every time, and, and this, you're the kind of people I want to live around. You know, what can we do? What can we do? Look at what you're doing. Think about all of the things that you have helped with. And I, and I think Afghanistan was the most universally well, that that's and, the craziest one, maybe of all the whole time. Yeah, and that, I, yeah. I cannot believe that happened, and that yeah, this audience was responsible for it. But, mean, it's incredible. But it was it when that week we all felt like there's no hope, there's no hope, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was, and it was because of individuals. You know, I can't, I can't help the people in Maui. The government's clearly not doing it, but all of us together. We can do that. We can get people out of Afghanistan. We can do anything. And that's the kind of stuff that gives me hope. When that starts to go away, that's when you'll know America is done or she's just flat out broke. I mean, if you think about it too, $35 million what, a couple of years ago, really before Bidenomics fully kicked in. That's like $100 trillion today. <laughs> so that's a lot of... That's a yeah. lot of an imp- that's a big impact right there. Think about <laughs> what that means. I mean, it was the, the hope that I hear from people that go to the movie and see Sound of Freedom mm. and the hope they have that comes from you. Don't dismiss that I don't do anything. I haven't done anything. I don't. Yeah, you're part of a group. That is doing some really great things, really great things. As long as that remains, there's hope. There's an amazing book slash documentary slash movie to be made about all of the things that this audience has accomplished over the past 20 years. I mean, it's insanity. You know, and I thought about it the other day. You know how this show, why this show got syndicated? I mean, it certainly wasn't the host. Because, that much. No, it wasn't. It was because <laughs> this host said there's a kid who the neighborhood is trying because they have these um, these HOA rules. They won't let this kid who's dying of cancer build a treehouse. And I said, come on, let's go build this kid a treehouse. And we did. And I broadcast from that treehouse with that kid. And the the hearts and the minds of the neighborhood was completely changed. That was the that was the show that I did early on that syndicators were like, "Wow, that was really cool." And I'm like, "I know, what a cool audience, huh?" 
And from there, we've just been doing it over and over and over. We've gone from a tree house to rescuing, what was it, final number? Like 18,000 people in Afghanistan. 28,000 babies this year. You, the impact you're going to have in Maui. When, when the government is stopping everything and they see that they may not ever know your name. They may not even know Mercury One because we don't tout it. We've immediately turned this money over to people who we know are doing good. So Samaritan's Purse. We load up a plane for them. We give them the money to load up the plane that they know they need. And we pay for the plane and ship it over there. So others will get the credit, but it will be you that did it. Just, I'm humbled by you. I'm in awe of you. I am grateful for you. And while nobody will ever thank you because... Our name's not on it. Your work is being recorded somewhere. If you want to get involved, mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. You can give to our disaster relief fund. Well, Good Ranchers is knocking that out of the park right now. Uh, you know, if you know anything about me, you know that mm, meat, meat and ice cream both come from a cow. But best I could live just with cows could be me and cows. Well, a butcher and a milker and an ice cream maker. Okay. There needs to be four of us counting cow. Anyway, uh, whatever you are, whatever you're buying in the grocery store, most likely is not American meat. 85% of grass fed beef is imported from overseas. Why? Well, I don't really care anymore because Good Ranchers is sourcing all of their meat from high quality beef and chicken farms and ranches. For every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in need. That's over a million meals so far. So you can do good while you eat. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use the promo code BECK for $30 off any box. With Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat that you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Make this summer a summer to remember starting with American meat delivered to your door and lock in that price, goodranchers.com. Use the promo code BECK and save $30 and lock in the price of your meat for two years, goodranchers.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know what's great is uh, I gotta play this because I just think this is so great when a when a grandparent is out with kids and you know just having a good time. Cut two here. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy owes you. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me afterwards. Okay, and then yeah, we'll go to Michael Jackson's creepy. amusement park. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> What is wrong with us? We all know. Come on. This is exactly what we did with Michael Jackson. We're all like, yeah, but I mean, I mean, probably not. Come on. You leaving your kid with with Uncle Joe? Not me. I'm not. 
<laughs> you leaving your daughter at any age with Uncle Joe? Not me. Mm-mm. There's definitely something creepy about the dude. And there's no question about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's up to. I don't know what he's, go what's going this. on. We're going to go through this every single time. Every time there's a famous pedophile, we're going to be like, <laughs> what? Every time there's a famous pedophile? Yeah, well, I mean, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, I, I don't believe he was convicted of any crimes uh, mm-hmm. on that particular topic. Yeah. I mean, there's accusations. A couple thousand sure. of them. But, uh, sure, and know. the entire country. Yeah, kind of knew. Kind of knew. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of knew. Kind of knew. You know, this guy. Oh, your hair smells delicious. I could just lick you up. Want to have some ice cream with me, little girl? Oh my gosh, very strange. And for very. all the criticism Hunter gets for the prostitutes, it's certainly preferable to the uh, alternative. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, hey, even the he's, Russian he's turning this around. I think. Yeah, yeah. He's like, at least I'm not stupid. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay. It's a tad dark. Uh, maybe it's a tad dark. Maybe that's uh, maybe 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 it was a little maybe, maybe a little maybe. too dark. So, uh, so Rob uh, Amari has been on the program before. He's yeah. written a new book called uh, Tyranny Inc. How Private Power Crushed American Liberty and What to Do About It. And I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree with that. Agree with that. Yeah. He diagnoses the problem. He's got it. He's got it. And then see if you think, see if you think there's an, an issue here with this. I mean, just with me. Okay. And then he says, hang on, I've got it highlighted here someplace. Uh, Most important in political exchange, uh, capitalism alters the distribution of the social income for the better. Uh, Let's see. Oh, shoot. Now I don't. I'll find it by the time he gets on. But he mentions uh, that, you know, one of the great examples of what I'm talking about, that where we can fix this. Is Woodrow Wilson. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to that page, and I was like, mm, I think we're going to have a problem here. Mm. Uh, but. Uh, well, this is, it'll be an interesting conversation, then. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I. It, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I never, I never ask people to be on the show and then bash them. Oh, no, no. So I, I, I just want to. had them on before. I, I, I yeah, think, I know. But it'll be, you know, look, we are in an interesting point when it comes to the right and conservatism in general, and that. There are a bunch of different paths forward. You know, you can see really positive things in a lot of those paths, you know, but it's important to choose wisely. And I think that's what the big conversation on the right is right now. How do you, what do you do about this stuff? We right. can kind of all look at it and say, hey, there are real problems here. How do we react to that? And that's what this book is about. This well, is his, the, the his most disturbing thing that is happening right now is this talk on the right of an all-powerful uh, executive. That you just have to unleash the power of the executive and let him just take care of everything. Yeah, that's called a dictatorship. Uh, right. It's called a dictatorship. Uh, yeah. And like yeah. I, I, some of that, like I think there's always uh, an idea that well, that feels good if your guy is doing it. But yeah, if, it feels good uh, to the left right now. They don't right. seem to have a problem with it. They don't seem to it. have a problem with it at all. Yeah. But in, in, mm-hmm. in the long run, it's usually not a good idea. It doesn't yeah, tend to work out all that well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I you know, I don't so you're, think you're, it's you really would say you're a, you're not for a dictatorship, is what you're saying. No, that, that, wow, that's, that's no, a I'm not great for stance. It. Uh, the do. early model was laid down by progressives like Woodrow Wilson, who mm-hmm. his policy showcased a state's indispensable role in directing private activity in a complex. Is that what he did? 
Is that is that really what he did? Oh, well, because uh, it was it was indispensable to him. Yeah, that'd be interesting to, to hear what he means program. by that exactly.